Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now welcome to super movie brothers let's start the show Super Movie Brothers. I'm your host, Super Movie Brother Dave. I'm back. I wasn't ready to introduce you yet. How did you ruin it? You ruined it. How you ruined it? it. Lauren's the you new did co-host. Not prep me. What are you doing here? What are you doing here, sir? I'm 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 coming back. I'm coming back. <laughs> yeah, you are. I, I missed you guys too much. <laughs> so yeah, I had to creep over to to your town and 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 steal some stuff from your your driveway and uh, so I can record and join you guys again. Super Movie Brothers Jay's triumphant return to the podcast. Yes. Uh, we we actually we were remote recording now. Jay's recording in his dungeon uh, basement yes. room at his parents yeah <laughs> if you if you followed us on instagram live you saw little snippets of previews of uh of my whole yes of <laughs> dvd collection and that's right cart and and i've only i've only had the pleasure of being inside your hole once uh me and lauren had to <laughs> had to carry you down there drunk on your 30th birthday yeah Fun i times. barely remember that <laughs> <laughs> you just obviously i just remember you, like you laying on your bathroom floor and we were just like come on let's let's get you into your bed and you're like no tile floor feels good i'm good here <laughs> that's Bye. true so that's we- how if i'm ever in that kind of state of mind that's a hundred percent true i'd rather be uh in the bathroom tile floor for half the night and then i'll slowly migrate into the bed but i have to make sure i get all the vomit out of me i gotta cool my temperature down <laughs> I got, it's a weird sensation thing i don't know and of course I've, it's always been that way of course i believe if i remember right it was like march so it was it was a little warm yeah, but not march like crazy 19th. right but not but not crazy warm uh but you were still in like a thick leather jacket you know tight, <laughs> tight yeah. skinny jeans and your and your boots I, you, you probably smelled like tiara. wet like wet feet wrapped in burnt leathery bacon <laughs> Yeah. You also ate that uh, that awful street. Uh, we all tried to stop the jerk you. chicken. I know you were eating street chicken. <laughs> that was yep. like it was so. I don't think that helped. It was so pink. <laughs> it was so pink. <laughs> we're all like, that's, that's that. That can't be good for you. Like the guy, like literally just put them on. Turn, right. Turn the turn the drumsticks yeah. once. And Boom! You were it's ch- done. <laughs> and you were chowing down on it. <laughs> we're just like, oh man, can we all spell salmonella? <laughs> I I know. I had like weird flashbacks of like New Orleans or something like that. I was like, yeah. Streetcar. I was like the guy had like a like a Jamaican vibe to him. I'm like, oh yeah, he reminds me of New Orleans of all places for some reason. And you know, of even course, though, even though off he was, my ass, even though he drunk. was from he, he was from Kensington, like he's yeah, from- exactly yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> That's where my headspace was at that night because I was getting fed so much whiskey. 
Like a lot. Oh yeah. I mean, remember remember Adam? He was the bar manager there. Old friends with him. No. Uh, it was my first no. time there. No. And I remember him hooking me up with like a really really big glass of whiskey. <laughs> I do not recall. Uh, I do remember. I don't know if it was your birthday night or like the one night where we went to Gun Gun Runners, and it turned into a weird uh, Juggalo burlesque show <laughs> at like one a.m. It was the weirdest. It was the weirdest thing in the world. Was I there for that? You were there for that. Yeah, huh, there was the girl that. in clown in clown makeup, like oh, in like a burlesque yeah, show yeah, yeah, with yeah. like booby tassels on and going around to all the tables, and we were Gotta all like, we were all super like, what the fuck yeah, is yeah, yeah. going yes, on? Yes, I do remember that. <laughs> uh, and of course, joining us tonight is my lovely wife Lauren. Hello. She's going to continue joining us uh, when she feels the need to <laughs> and wants to. But she watched all the same stuff I watched this week, so we'll be commenting on that. But before we get into what are you watching? I asked both of you guys to take a quiz today. I took I, I took this quiz earlier on today, and while I was taking it, I realized that like I'm taking this quiz, and I feel like a little like a young teenager who's stuck at home on a Friday night with nothing to do, right? And I'm playing around on MySpace, and I'm just taking these personality quizzes. Yeah, yeah. And then I realized like this quarantine, that is what our life has come. That's what we're, we're all doing. We're all teenagers on a Friday night I with mean, nothing to do. Jay, you're yeah. you're active on Facebook. You see, it's always posts post something from your camera roll that's green answer this question oh my god answer, i know you know there's 10 everybody's questions really reaching right now yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah everyone's doing it. i normally don't do them but i've been doing them because like i'm bored like I'm bored. what else yeah. what else am i doing so, so this one i i like though because yeah. it's 28 questions and instead of you selecting like answers a b c d e you are it's a sliding scale so like right. the questions are are you spirit are you spiritual or are you scientific are you realistic yeah, it you was what two adjectives right and you would choose which one are you more of. Right. You just do the sliding scale. Right. Yeah. A lot know, of sixty like percent yeah, forty yeah. percent that. that. Right, yeah. right. So it was it was good fun. And one of the things is like at the end, it gives you the the character that you're most like out of all of these film, movie, TV universes and and comic books and stuff like that. But you can change it. You can actually go to the top, click down, and you can see who you're most like in Star Wars, who you're most like in the MCU, who you're most like oh, in I Harry didn't Potter. See that. Right. So okay. uh, I, I, I took screenshots of the ones that I was most like, but the two that I was the closest match with was Captain Mal, Malcolm Reynolds from Firefly. Right. And you, like, you like him? I like him a lot. <laughs> he, he, he's very much a, a, a roguish, you know, uh, a little bit of a scoundrel. Right. I, I would think everyone I got is somewhat of a scoundrel. Uh, next, I was most like Hawkeye. Then I was most like Sirius Black in Harry Potter. Most like Han Solo in Star Wars. And most like Brawn yeah. <laughs> from Game of so Thrones. So random. Which I love. Because <laughs> Brawn always gets laid. Right. right. Yeah. And Brawn, Brawn, it kills a bunch of people. And always in like Always not in like the, the 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 most chivalrous way either. You don't fight with honor. No, he did. And 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 that's my thing in and a he, fight and too. And he's and he's dirty. Like yeah. he's going to kill you the way he needs to kill you to right. win the fight. To you I, know, I as remember, long as he survives, that's all that matters. I was in a fight. And Dave would do that. We, yeah, I was so I was absolutely. in a fight in in my youth, and and a dude like had brass knuckles, and he came running. I kicked him right in the fucking balls. <laughs> 
And then I, I jumped on him. And like everyone was like, dude, you're a bitch. You kicked him in the balls. I was like, there's no such thing as a fair fight when someone has a fucking weapon yeah, and right? the other person doesn't. Exactly. As far as I saw, that was life or death. So his, <laughs> so his balls can go straight into his throat for all I oh, fucking true. care. Uh, <laughs> so I asked you two to take the quiz and see who you were most like. Lauren, who were you most like? I was most like Jenny Weasley from Harry Potter movies. Not the book. Not the it book, said right. the, It said from the movies. And I'm like, thinking about it. Dave, you were we were just watching it a couple weekends ago and you were like, so hey, specific. you didn't like Ginny. I hate Ginny Weasley. You can't stand Ginny. <laughs> and I'm like, and that's the first thing I thought about. But here's, then I'm but, like... But here's why I don't like Ginny Weasley because at the age of like... I guess fifteen or sixteen. Right. She she looks like a scouring mother, like oh, God. who's just constantly disappointed just in everybody. Her being British, maybe <laughs> that might be it. <laughs> but but the, just the actress who plays Jenny right. Weasley just looks like she's disappointed in everybody but, all the time. But so. Like I said, the first thing I thought about was, oh, God, Dave hates her. But then I'm like, no, this this makes sense. She's kind of a background character. She, you know, she hangs out in the back. She she over she stares at Harry the entire, you know, time. She loves Harry. She I'm like, OK, opens the chamber of secrets like. A yeah, bitch. right. Like she's <laughs> I don't know. She's very quiet, but she is, you know, I don't want to say powerful, but She's got some tricks up her sleeve, so right. I'm like, all right, I can, all right, I respect that. Right. So, Jay, who did you who did you get in the quiz? Burt Cooper from Mad Men was my number <laughs> one match. It, it was ridiculous because the second you sent me that, I was like, my God, you are so painfully boring. Uh, I'm the old crusty <laughs> white guy. You get a dude. You get a dude from Mad Men, and who's, not even like the trying cool, to retire, and not even <laughs> who I am. Not even like the two cool dudes in. In, in in man men either like you get you get like the crusty old uh, dude who's just well, worn out I and get tired. His son, I get his son at number seven, Roger Sterling. No, that's that, thankfully that's too far down. <laughs> <laughs> it's too far down. Like you might as well have gotten Jerry from Parks and Rec. Like that, yeah, that you Jerry, might as well have gotten because right. uh, when, when I switched it to Office, I was most like Jim Halpert, which I think makes sense. And then no, uh oh, yeah. Uh-uh. yeah, I think so. I don't think so. I think I'm more of a gym. If I in the workplace, I would be a gym. Uh, but I don't. I don't okay. really. I don't really go to work and work with people. And in Parks and Rec, I was Ron. I was Ron Swanson. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. Though. <laughs> well, Dave, my number two is Inara Sarah from Firefly and Serenity. Oh, uh, yeah. So she that 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 character was played by uh, Morena Baccarin. You may know her as the girlfriend oh. in Deadpool. Uh, ah. Yes. And, and this makes sense for you because in the show, <laughs> she is somewhat of like a spiritual prostitute. Like people come to her for like spiritual guidance and <laughs> to have their needs tended to. And I feel like women have been doing that to you for years, Jay. They've been coming to you to realize what they don't want in a man and then they go yes. off and get married. Like oh, that's a good after, way to put it. I like it. Afterwards. So you are the one. You are the, you are the spiritual prostitute. I'm telling you, probably three girls that I know have married after me. Good luck, Jay. Once once you smoke his I Jay. I am. I'm like a good luck. <laughs> you know, I'm like good luck. You Chuck. walk down the aisle of Bucks County. I know. It's crazy. <laughs> Go figure. Uh, so, uh, but like, I have all these weird random names. Like number three is Jordan Baker from The Great Gatsby. Can I like, be honest? I, it's I because, don't know that. It's because you lack personality. <laughs> <laughs> I just think you, I'm too middle of the road. You are so painfully boring that it doesn't even know where to where to categorize you. It's throwing <laughs> you like even your best match is only seventy eight percent. 
I didn't even think about that part. That's yeah. true. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, we just had a little bit of fun doing this today, uh, and we wanted to, to bring it to you guys. I did post a link to this um, to, to this personality test over on Twitter, so you can follow us on Twitter, at SuperMoviePod. I put it up there. I posted my results. I posted Jay's results. So you can uh, take the quiz, share with us who you got, and we'll share it next week when we do a question of the week. But let's uh, let's not delay, Jay, because I'm sure everyone wants to know what you've been getting down to watching. So let's head over to What Are You Watching? What Are You Watching? What Are We Watching? He's trying to watch some illegal channels. Oh, he's watching. No, 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 go past this. Past this part. In fact, never play this again. All right, Jay, let's get started with you, because we've been catching up on what me and Lauren have been watching over the past the past couple weeks, but no one's really been hearing from you, man. So what have you been getting down to watching? Well, to be honest, I have not really gotten into too many movies. The movies I've gotten into are older ones that I've already seen in the past that I just kind of felt like, you know... A nice warm blanket watch, you know, something very yeah. comfortable, something that I already know. And we'll and be I just talking want to about revisit. we'll be talking about an older movie, which is having its twentieth sure. anniversary this year. Later on in our main segment, we're going to be talking about High Fidelity, which uh, is yeah. celebrating its twentieth anniversary. It's a it's a big you know film that kind of like uh, I don't know how to put it. it. It kind of like identifies you as like a film as like a film fan and stuff like that. You truly love this one. You watch the the new series and stuff, which I you do. call people I up do. on. So. Yeah, and this definitely has so much '90s uh, flair to it. Made, made in the year 2000, though. But uh, also, well, well true. Well, yeah. released in 2000. Released in 2000. <laughs> but also, uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it later on. But there's a lot of parallels between the main character and you yourself, sir. So I was picking <laughs> up on them. It, you know what's? While it's, watching it's kind it. of interesting that I um, I don't remember the last time I saw it. To be honest, probably like I would say seven or eight years ago. But I saw it again last night and. The rewatch last night definitely. I'll, I'll get into it later on, but yeah, it certainly sure. changed my perception of the films and the characters within the film a little bit more. But overall, Dave, I've been just catching up on a lot of TV. So I finished The Outsider on HBO. Okay, I've had a Solid few people show. tell me I should be watching. I liked that. it. I think you should. Curb uh, Your Enthusiasm. So happy it was another great season. You never know when Larry David's going to come out with the season. He just does it when he feels like it. And it was great. Really great. Um, and catching up with Homeland still. Uh, the New Pope. Oh, God, we left Homeland behind weird, so long we ago. Weird, weird, weird show. But it had one of the greatest and ballsiest endings I've ever seen. Okay phenomenal unbelievable it was really really wild i mean i just would suggest just seeking out that last 10 minutes so for two people who are pretty much one's agnostic and one's a staunch atheist is it something is it something that we are gonna really like jay (laughs) no no that's it kind of that's i mean i'm agnostic i I classify myself as that pretty much um but i was a big you know you went to catholic school i was an acolyte boy i was going i was working weddings lighting candles for 20 bucks on the side as a little kid <laughs> for 20 bucks, 20 bucks yo yo hey yo yeah you get over here listen listen 20 bucks i'll light that fucking candle for you know what i'm saying i like that candle. hey look i'll say <laughs> it was prayers. 20 dollars it was i was there for no more than an hour i'll say your prayers for you i like it that was candle. not bad what's what's the matter your mother got cancer come, come over here <laughs> send me 20 bucks i'll, I'll light your candle <laughs> i'm an acolyte boy <laughs> Uh, I'm an acolyte boy. Oh, God. <laughs> well, I mean, just, if anyone's not checking out those shows, they're all coming highly recommended from Super Movie Brother Jay. So uh, yes. give, them all, uh, give them all a watch. Give them all a check out. Maybe, maybe 
I, I am intrigued by New Pope, but I think Jude Law is really the only reason I'm intrigued by. by that New would Pope. be the only reason yeah. why I would want to watch it. I'll give it a couple yeah. episodes. I have not. John Malkovich is in the second season. Nah, I could, nah you know. He kind of brings up <laughs> a little bit leave of him. a spice. <laughs> take but him or leave him. It's a, it's a quirky, odd show All it's right. very european it's very outlandish it's it's got some some balls and it, it's 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 a fantasy it's a fantasy okay. for sure uh so me and lauren got around so first thing we'll talk about sure. it's one we watched a couple weeks ago that we yeah. did we didn't get into uh on the show but i just thought we'd bring it up now but we watched spencer confidential with mark Wahlberg. yep oh yeah and uh, peter berg film yeah 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 P- peter berg film and it also had winston duke in it. Ooh. Who is by far the best part of it. Oh, like, I loved him in it. Winston yeah. Duke he is I love awesome. that guy. Yeah. It's, he it, has a great screen presence. He really does. He really does. We also rewatched Us, which we did. he is the and best no, part I, of Us. I didn't even recognize that that was him until you told me that was him. I'm like, Oh, yeah. He's Umbaco, oh, he, too. Yeah, right, right, right. Exactly. But yeah, he's I was, a he was awesome. So if y'all want to get crazy, we can get crazy. Yeah, yeah. It was it was good stuff. Um, so, but Spencer Confidential. Don't expect it to be anything like too fantastic. But it is a solid, fun, like yeah. turn your brain action off type movie. action yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and the chemistry between Mark Wahlberg and Winston Duke. It's not like it's not like on fire or anything like that. But it, you know, both the characters that they're playing for for Mark Wahlberg, he's really playing the same character he's played in just about every other movie. everything you've like really <laughs> ever seen him in. You know, uh, he's he's a little bit more toned down than he was in say like the other guys. I'm a peacock captain. You gotta let me fly. <laughs> but he, but, but he is pretty much that that I love guy. Right, that. right, right. Yeah. Just, just turned down a little bit. Uh, but yeah, really, Winston Duke and uh, Alan Arkin are yeah. just like fucking uh, fantastic. Oh. And the uh, the the comedian that is in it, Eliza Schlesinger, who who plays who plays uh, Mark Wahlberg's like on again, off she again. She actually girlfriend has a stuff. new show on Netflix. She has oh, a sketch she? show. She is her stand up is it's. It's really funny. Right. It's always starts off really funny. It has like a down moment and then she always ends ends really funny. She but picks it back up. She right. picks it back up. So uh, she has some solid stand up too. If you ever want to, if you're into stand up, you want to check it out. Me and Lauren watch a lot of stand up. We don't talk about it on the show, but right. we do watch a lot of stand up comedy. But yeah, I think Spencer Confidential is worth a watch uh, yeah. on, on okay. Netflix. You know, get, give it a shot. It's it, it at the very least, you will have 90 minutes of fun because that's all it is. It's 90 yeah, minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's definitely worth, worth uh, watching absolutely yeah. and if did you, you ever get around to seeing that uh six underground oh Fuck it no. sucks it was fucking okay, I, okay. I did watch it is that the one with um ryan, ryan, ryan reynolds. reynolds yeah it sucks okay. Michael Bay movie. it's terrible that's what i thought of when i saw this trailer i was thinking of that movie Look, no, and i was no, like no, i don't want to see this two different movies no so- this this actually has a story yeah and character six underground okay. the beginning was cool but that was it just the opening scene and how everything is set up was cool, but everything else sucked in that movie. I figured Michael Bay, yeah, flopping on his first attempt at Netflix. So, <laughs> but yeah, uh, Sp- Spencer Confidential. If you were worried about Post Malone being in the movie, like if that was a big fear for you, he's not in it. At he's all not. Much. Yeah, it's, well, <laughs> don't worry about five, it. Five, maybe ten <laughs> yeah. minutes top. Two scenes. That's it. That, that, that's and it. he plays a jail guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he he's looks an the part. <laughs> he actually does have a fantastic scene uh, where Winston Duke is hitting on his girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> outside of the uh outside of prison and they're showing him the video of it it's 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 good stuff you're just gonna have to you just gonna have to check it out um it, we, we we recommend it for you to watch on like a saturday night with nothing else yeah. to do especially in this quarantine time if it wasn't quarantine i'd tell everyone yeah take it or leave it but you know since there's not a whole lot to watch go for it and then the other thing me and lauren watched was we watched wrestlemania the yeah. you know the big event 
for WWE all Unite year. Unite WrestleMania, yeah. Yeah, we, we you know, me and Lauren just got into to watching wrestling again. We just got again. back into watching yeah. wrestling, right, yeah, right. You you and I stopped watching it right around like the Raw era, right as right as Stone Cold was exiting, right as right. The Rock was exiting, like the, the the big names when it when that Raw era was ending and they just acquired WCW. That's right around the time that we that we jumped up the when atti- the Monday night Attitude Era. You right. keep saying Raw era. I, I say Raw. Yeah, sorry. Attitude, attitude Era. era. Yeah. Right when the Monday Night Wars ended. That's when we we're like, all right, that's it. I saw the winner. I stuck on for a little while after that, but But right. I have been aware of a lot of these names, like like Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, uh, Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns. But we we can go on and on. But there's uh, the the over two nights. Uh, a slew of matches. I'm not going to get into the names and stuff because we're on a wrestling podcast and stuff like that. But I will say this: I've learned while watching WWE over the past like two or three months now that the women's division is far superior. Oh to my watch gosh, it is amazing as far as wrestling skill goes. Yes. I don't care about storyline, but like as far as like matches that are worth your time to watch, they put on great matches. Yeah, they put on far better matches than most of the men. The tag team division is really strong. Yep. So. So th- both those matches were, were pretty good on both nights. They had a different tag team one. And the things that really let you down in it are the big guys, you know? Right. Brock Lesnar versus hmm. Drew McIntyre. So mm-hmm. that, that, that match and was I mean, so boring. If you know Brock Lesnar, you know he has two moves. Yeah, no mat skill. Right. No mats. No, well, that's the thing. He 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 was a wrestler. That's right. He was a wrestler. He was but what I mean a, is, right. he's not dynamic. There's right, nothing right. to see there. Right, you know? exactly. Uh, the, I think that match was, and we, was three F5s, and then Drew McIntyre did four Claymores. Yeah, and then and we then, learned then Drew McIntyre, because that was the first time we watched Drew McIntyre really wrestle. Yeah. And he he's just been a mouthpiece for weeks. Yeah, he just kicks you in the face. That's, that's all, all he does. does. That's all. Kicks you, slaps his thigh. I mean, and he I, has a really awesome Scottish bro. We saw on Raw on Monday night that after that whole thing went down apparently like this whole big match he fought and, big Whoa, show. and i mean big show yeah, and him and his and big show match was way better was than way his better than and brock, brock lesnar's but sure it is what it is i guess and then uh I, I hear a lot of people actually liked the cinematic feel of the boneyard match oh who said that i, I thought the boneyard that. match it was, was awful so boring uh, so do you think that they're incorporating the new audience a little bit better nowadays like after this, more and more so with Sundays, uh, so WrestleMania was Saturday and Sunday. Saturday was okay. Sunday, I thought, was really good with maybe... No, I don't think there was anything really bad on Sunday. I mean, it got a little weird, but it well, wasn't bad. And then Monday Night Raw was actually really good without the I audience. I mean, the man versus Shayna Baszler was not a It was a, a big women's. letdown. Yeah, yeah it, it, was was not, letdown. it was not a great women's match. But there really wasn't anything that was a huge letdown on, on the Sunday Night 1. Saturday Night 1 was 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 so-so. Um, you were not a fan of the John Cena <laughs> Firefly Funhouse match. It was so weird. Why couldn't they just wrestle? So, so the idea... <laughs> idea behind WrestleMania this year was they were going to do a, a match each night that that in since they were able to film ahead of time it, they were going to implore some some cinematic flair to it uh that they, they were using they were using full HD digital cameras and stuff like that it, right. w- it wasn't a, a live feed and stuff like that so it did look a whole lot more cinematic they they, they used cinematic cuts they they they, they used definitely cinematic angles and and a script a, a far more scripted right. you know, plot line for a match uh so it was interesting seeing that for the boneyard match but what was far more interesting was how meta the firefly match got between 
Dean, Bray Wyatt, and John Cena. Because you're expecting these two to get in a ring and fight, and fight. like you're mm-hmm. used to wrestling. But instead, it becomes uh, John Cena gets gets transported to an alternate dimension. <laughs> <laughs> and then has to both relive his career and the highs and lows of um, the WWE. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it had some good moments. I'll was, give it that. It was great. Bray, Bray Wyatt as as Eric Bischoff and, and seeing Cena John as, Cena in an NWO shirt yeah, playing Hulk Hogan. It was funny. It was fucking great. And then Vince McMahon, who was a puppet, looking yep. at the buzzard, who was dressed up like Macho Man Randy Savage, right. just going, this is some good shit. <laughs> <laughs> replaying Damn. ruthless aggression over yes. and over again john cena just and bray wyatt ultimately winning but not it wasn't like he was beating john cena he was defeating his demon of john cena right like the, the shadow that john cena put over him by beating him at wrestlemania six years ago you know him beating that him guy he, really holds on to a grudge <laughs> doesn't he <laughs> well i mean he does in his funhouse he does have his former face skinned and hanging right on right a right, so. right. <laughs> So, uh, it, it was it. Dude, it was. Uh, I, Jay, my it's something match. you should check out. Yeah, if, just that one scene. You should totally check that out. You would probably like it. It's interesting. I mean, well, it, it, I guess look, w- look for it on D on like YouTube or something yeah. and just send it to so me. Like, yeah, it's interesting because like John Cena's like you know you have this I guess quote unquote cinematic actor and then you gave him uh you gave him some acting. Yeah, to do. And I mean, okay. what we were what five minutes into it, I'm like. Are they? Are they? So they're not. They're not going gonna wrestle? to wrestle. Right, and it's at that point where <laughs> once you realize that you're not going to get what you expected, that you just go with it. You just go with and it. I think you have a lot of fun. I think it's probably one of the most risky and and one of the biggest payoffs and, that WWE's done in a long time. People loved it. There was when I was looking so online, there was probably like two or three reviews that felt like me. Like, what the fuck did I just watch? But the majority of the audience, they loved it. I fucking they loved it. it. I know you loved hmm. it. I liked it a little bit more after the. Fact? Like I said, what's more interesting to me when I watch wrestling is not so much what's going on. I do appreciate seeing a good match, a well right. put together match, and seeing people with skills, which is why I usually like the smaller guys. Uh, you know, I, I'm not big into like the Brock Lesnar's and stuff right, like right, that because right, right. I think their matches are boring. Yes, but I I also am really into. I think it's a fascinating fucking industry. So. I, I love watching documentaries on the industry. I think it's I, I, I think what goes on behind the scenes is some of the most dramatic shit that I've ever heard yeah, of. Yeah, and in I the mean these these guys, they're performers and their first job is to entertain the audience. Yeah. And what I did mean, you think of um the the wrestler yeah so l- like that a-, a lot of these a lot of these documentaries that I watch are are kind of very parallel to that I mean that mm-hmm. is that is a realistic take yeah on the life of 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 a wrestler in in their aging years and stuff so I really love going through the WWE app and watching some of that understanding that these are documentaries that are being produced by WWE so uh, sometimes it might be more fun to to go out there and watch some other ones that aren't produced by WWE because they yeah. kind of get a little bit deeper like the screw job and the, the curtain call and obviously like CM Punk's like pipe bomb and stuff right like right that. right all these behind the scenes stuff that's really interesting for the industry and stuff and that's the things I enjoy about wrestling so uh i i ultimately enjoyed wrestlemania it's the first one i've watched in years i do feel kind of robbed that i didn't get the big arena the big showcase the giant pirate ship and to see all that stuff but but we'll probably stick with it what are you gonna do we'll we'll just watch it next year we'll see how it goes but uh that's what me and lauren and jay got down to watching this week it's time for us to head over and get into some news
Welcome back for the news uh, me and Jay went through this week's movie news, and we picked out some of the stuff that we think is most interesting to talk about it. Jay, what's our first news story? Well, this is more probably for you, because you actually saw this movie. Alita Battle Angel is trying to come out with a sequel. Yeah. And looks like Christopher Waltz is down for it. So I'm actually, there might be some traction for this property. I would be excited for that. I So I enjoyed Alita Battle Angel. I think that that being a first part, um, it was basically a two-act structure movie. It yeah. didn't give you a satisfying third arc. It didn't didn't give you really like a satisfying close. It really left you wanting more. Um, I think it had some fans though. It, it absolutely has fans. There, uh, and I, I I may be wrong in saying this. Some people might get mad at me. I feel like the people who love Alita Battle Angel are also the people who are out there defending Justice League and, and begging for the Snyder Cut. Move this man. <laughs> uh. Who absolutely love it, but I, I I don't absolutely love it, but I really enjoyed it, and I definitely would be down for a sequel to it because I think closing out that story is worth it. I would just I would if I could like say a word of caution to producers and to and to the the company making it is don't stretch for a third movie, wrap up your story in the next movie because I don't know if it's got those legs. You know what I mean? Yeah, but guess what? Cameron's behind it. He doesn't know how to do that shit. I know he doesn't. He doesn't. It's got Cameron behind it. It also, I mean, it was uh, Rodriguez and I mean, but but the star power in it was was real, you know? It, it was I enjoyed it and the the um uh, the visuals were absolutely fucking spectacular, which you could only expect coming from Cameron. But yeah, I I look forward to it if they want to do it. I don't think it would be a huge release, though. I think that 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 should be something that is a fall release. You know, something that that is towards towards the end of the year, like October, November, maybe in that realm. Definitely not a big summer blockbuster like they tried to do last time. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I I just really think that this is not a smart move. They try to re rebring this back again because i i don't think it right it's now going to right now it's not a smart move because they are all losing money hand over fist like they like yes. every studios and and this is is quite a large budget so um like, like i said me and you talked about this just before you went away for for two weeks but we talked about how more than likely movies after this movies that are being greenlit right now that are going to be going into, into production after this are going to be smaller movies we're talking 80 to 100 million dollar budgets those will be your big temple your big temple blockbuster budgets for probably a few years um so you would have to get alita battle angels sequel budget down to about that much for a studio to really want to do it mm. so I, I i would look for i don't know if disney's gonna do that disney might be the only one producing giant yeah i was gonna say like disney this. yeah they're probably definitely going to right. continue to but, uh but warner, release these huge but warner brothers movies. but warner brothers can rest on their laurels with the goodwill that they've gotten with smaller budget movies like birds of prey and like yeah. and 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 like joker and then of course you you also have you, you know you also have a, a horror movies that that you're probably going to see them producing well the last big the, movie you'll probably see from warner brothers will be wonder woman 84 and and uh the the third i don't know about that Dave. yeah see I, I i don't know about that because 2021 and 2022 is going to be packed 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 with big big projects big projects that, that just need to come out right but all know, of these were probably all in, in production they've probably already spent the money on doing that they've probably already written the checks 
But what I'm saying is, like, after this, as a result of this, the movies that get greenlit from here on, well, they try to recoup these losses, that that's when you're going to see these smaller movies coming out. Not in 2021, but probably sure. tail end of 2022, 2023, you're going to yeah. see movies being affected by this coronavirus. Next news story. Bouncing right off of what, what we just finished talking about with the last news story, uh, Disney Plus has come out to say, expect a lot of Disney's smaller movies to bypass the theater for a Disney Plus release. Uh, Bob Iger, who, Jay, you, you've said before, is the one in charge of Disney Plus, is is pushing for a lot of their smaller films, uh, a lot of their untested films as well, You know, the ones that aren't big sequels and ones that are, that are new properties, going directly to Disney Plus. The first one right now, it looks like Artemis Fowl, which was supposed to be getting a big theater release towards the end of the summer is now going to be being released directly to Disney Plus. And I mean and that that uh they have a huge following online too Artemis Fowl. Artemis Fowl, yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's it, it's 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 a series that that people that people love probably not as much as Harry Potter and stuff like that right. but it does have its fan following. But yeah, I think it was smarter to just release it I, than to release it in the theater. I think so. I think I think this is actually a really smart move on Disney because yeah. they they've already said that they believe their future is in this streaming service. Right. They they, they don't have a lot of of new content on there every week. So putting these big movies on there will draw in the the subscribers that that you didn't get when you were doing the early right. And I services. think the majority of people that want to go see this movie, they're going to just wait until it comes out on Disney Plus anyway. Absolutely. So you might as well just not put to mention it. if you put you know that they, they put it on Disney Plus. If they also want to put it out there on on video on demand as well for people to pay twenty dollars to rent it in their home, they right? Could, they could do both. That's an option, right? Absolutely. Hmm. Next news story. Well, Dave, Lauren, have you heard about Quibi? I have. I'm actually you have. Yes, I'm really intrigued yeah. by Quibi. <laughs> uh, I like this idea of ten it's, minute it's, long TV series on your cell phone. Sure, cell phone only. Um, it had its launch day, I think, a day or two ago. Three hundred thousand downloads, uh, subscribers from U.S. and Canada. That's pretty phenomenal. Now, obviously, yeah. that's obviously that's a lot smaller in scale as, say, you know, a Disney Plus or something like that. But um, because of the content that they are providing, it's I think it's pretty strong because I think, you know, there's only so many people in the demographics going to be, you know, watching content through their tablets or through their cell right. phones uh, right. you for know, Quibi. People, people in a doctor's office waiting. <laughs> Like yeah, yeah, no, that's a great, yeah, that's yeah. a great uh, point. And they're all short, you know. They're supposed to be mini, you know, shows, episodes, small films, stuff like that. I think it's a great con, you know, concept, a great idea. I just don't know. I have to look into it a little bit more. I, I, I haven't heard enough about it, right? That really piqued my interest enough to see. You know how much is going to cost, how how much different content they have out there. Because as of right now, I hear of a couple obscure things from time to time. Like you know, a couple of different actresses have a little mini TV show. I know Will Smith is trying to come out with something. Uh, like Zac Efron has like an adventure type show. Like <laughs> uh, you know, some stuff sounds kind of interesting, but at the same time, it's like, well, is it worth if it's costing me ten dollars a whole month? Uh, no, it's four ninety nine. It's four ninety nine with ads, seven ninety nine without ads. And let's okay. face it, if if it means Zach Afron takes off his shirt <laughs> at the end of each episode, yeah, whatever, I'm down. So, All like, right. I mean, th there are some breakdowns of it. Like, apparently, the most dangerous game with uh, with Liam Helmsworth. That that's one that's really not worth it for you to watch. But there is the, there there is one that has Mark Duplass 
which is apparently like a must watch and th- that one's called uh when the street lights go on so like that's the, and, and mark duplass is someone that you and i enjoy yeah uh, so and we i enjoyed him in the league jay mm-hmm. you you enjoyed him in that in that very small indie film horror movie creep and got me to watch that yeah a couple a couple other little uh indie movies he's done as well he's, he's pretty good right apparently there's like a horror movie show called survive which is somewhat watchable it's like a so now are these mini show? episodes or yes, are they ten minutes. Also, okay so they're all episodes or are they like one finish end that i don't know i don't know okay. if they put them okay. all out at, at once apparently there's a show called flipped starring will forte from, oh, okay. from, from uh last man on earth uh, right fame mm-hmm. uh but you know apparently that is like their big like must watch comedy show then they they also have like some reality shows like thanks a million which is apparently like a must watch and you know if you aren't a fan of ashton kutcher's punked chance the rapper has a show <laughs> on there he has he, he's brought punked back apparently like uh, unless you're not with that formula if you're not down with that then that's something you can skip um but there's also <laughs> documentary series that are that are streaming on there that apparently some of them are are must watches so there's some stuff on there that's that's good enough for you to watch Chrissy Teigen has her own court show. Yeah. On oh my god, that's geez. amazing! I would watch that. <laughs> you would. I would not. But I knew. I knew that yes. would pique your interest. I love her. <laughs> but they also have like cooking shows and stuff like okay. that. So like th- they really did come out the gate by like running the gambit with a a bunch of different type of content to really wet people's appetite. Will Arnett has a game show on okay. there called Memory Hole. We so, love Will Arnett. Wow, you guys, dude. Me and Lauren you know a lot about this. Okay. Me and Lauren have been watching. Uh, Lego Masters and I fucking love the best part Will of Lego Arnett. Masters is Will Arnett. He's so good. <laughs> he he is the most sarcastic, like dickhead of a host to yes. people. But he's also but he's so, so sweet. nice. <laughs> It's a lot of fun. So Quibi for me, it's like it's like up in the air. Will I pay four ninety nine a month? Probably to try it out. Try it out, yeah, yeah whatever. Not it's to five bucks. With our iPhone, we we did buy the little dongle hookup so we can hook it up to our TV right. if I wanted to. Um, so I, I would definitely do that. It would be interesting to see if they ever in the future, you know, if this is successful on phones and tablets and stuff, open it up to to smart TVs right, and, and other right, smart right, right. devices that can stream directly to your TV. Next news story. All right, Jay, uh, the director of Birds of Prey, Kathy Yang, did an interview in where she stated that she would really like to do a sequel that would introduce a Poison Ivy and Harley Quinn having a romance. That's a romance that has happened in the comic books. Both right. of them were, were an item at one point after she left the Joker. And mm-hmm. I would be extremely intrigued to see you that. You heard Jay, mm. mm Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. You hear that? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jay, it's not like she's going to be like dropping trowel and like <laughs> yeah, right. Poison Ivy's going to be performing cunnilingus on her right there in the fucking movie theater, pal. It's <laughs> You never know. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> Look, when I was watching The Lion King, I fully expected them to retcon Timon and Puma to be a gay couple and I was going to watch Puma full on brick in Timon's mouth, but that didn't happen. You are watching the wrong like production over there. Oh my God. Yeah. That's from like uh, Pornhub. (laughs) Yes. I'm sure there is probably a porno out there with Timon and Pumba. That is from, that is from like a deep dark web. Yeah. Yes. fucking bestiality <laughs> porno that only Jay can find after he asked people I'm to sure give him I'm sure it's out access. there. I am sure it's out there. Several episodes ago, Jay asked for people to give him to, to give him access to the dark web. <laughs> how do you get access I'm to so the dark fascinated. web? How does this exactly. work? Exactly. That's my question. That's what Jay's question was. How do you get there? How do you like, www.darkweb.com? That's literally what he said. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yes. Here's the thing. If by this age, if by if by our mid thirties, we don't know how to get into the dark web, We're, we don't belong. We there. don't belong there. <laughs> Reddit is as dark as you can. Jay, go. have you typed in www? I just need to meet somebody who knows how to get into it. <laughs> Jay, have you have you attempted to type in www.darkweb.com? No, I'm too scared to. <laughs> org? I mean, but are no. you supposed to know that you have a friend who 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 has access to the dark web? I thought that was all supposed to be like clandestine and secret know. and stuff. I know, like I who who's know. your friend of all your friends? Who would it be that you're like he's on the dark you know web? What? Just just say you want you want someone killed and see who your first friend who goes like I can oh, find someone for yeah. that. Yeah, because they find him from the dark web. So they find him from the mm. dark web, and then you tell that friend, "Give me your password to the dark web so I can search for them myself." <laughs> I think there's a password. <laughs> How do you know how it works then, Dave? You don't know either. I don't. I don't. don't. Darkweb.com, username, password. If someone can point us to a to a at least a documentary about the dark web. Documentary to the dark web. Don't give us access to the dark web, because I don't want to be caught up in that shit. (laughs) Apparently we're all very fascinated by watching (laughs) by watching bestiality porn and finding someone to kill someone when none of us have real any real enemies. (laughs) But anyway, I just want to see poison ivy. Come back in the DC. Oh, is universe. that what we were talking yeah. about again? <laughs> not, 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 not for the full-on lesbian action that Jay is looking for. Um, I, I like the character. I like the dynamic yeah. that her and Harley have. Uh, back in the animated series, when when Harley left the Joker, she went on a on a Thelma and Louise type crime yeah. spree with with Poison Ivy and stuff until Batman caught them, and he kind of felt bad for them. At, at right, the, like for for especially for Harley. So uh, I would love to see a story like that. Just don't put it in a world. Call it Gotham and then not make it feel like Gotham. Yes. (laughs) Let's make it feel like Gotham this time. (laughs) Next news story. Well, Dave, um, you know, with all this time off and our major big blockbusters of the year so far being Bad Boys for Life, Sonic the Hedgehog. Gotta go fast. um, You know, leftovers of like Star Wars, Rise of Skywalker. They're booming right now on video on demand. Which I find crazy. Um, You know, because I... I, I, think, I think it's a mixture of like a lot of people like and know these these titles, right? It's right. Star Wars, obviously. I think that's it's part Bad of it. Boys been around forever. Sonic's been around forever. But also, you have a bunch of people who aren't traditional movie fans, like you and I are, who go to the who go to the movies every week sure. and stuff like that, who have nothing to do and are seeking out for are seeking out other things to do and are willing to because they're not going out anywhere else spend. Seven ninety nine to rent a movie that's that's right. six months old, or to even spend right. nineteen ninety nine to to watch a movie that should be in the theaters right now. Yeah, I think people kind of if you're if you're still working, if you're fortunate like like Jay and myself and my wife to, to still be working again. If you're not, you know, my my heart goes out to you. I I don't know how some people are, are getting by right now, but for some other people who do have some disposable income because they they don't have uh, you know an entertainment budget, they don't have a going out to the bar mm-hmm. budget or like an order in budget anymore because nothing, everything's closed spending your money on something that entertains you for two hours is not bad you know 6.99 for two hours of entertainment for a movie that came out six months ago i don't think that's actually that bad right and no one's going to be mad that they just spent seven bucks on a movie that might suck right and, and just like, oh, enter- whatever $7. but at least it was something to do for two hours right right exactly so i think this tracks jay i think this actually tracks i think people are more willing to take a risk on something that was a big blockbuster you know, three to six months ago than they are to spend the $20 and take the risk on a film that w- really wasn't good enough to push back and just push the video on demand. Because let's face it, that's what's going on with these video on demand like in your home theater stuff is a lot of this stuff is movies that really 
weren't going to make all that much money and it wasn't worth it to push them back and put them potentially up against something like a Black Widow or an Eternals or a Wonder Woman 84 and, and these big blockbusters and stuff. So they're getting pushed to the video on demand like Trolls 2. That probably would have done well in the theaters coming out on yeah. Easter weekend when kids I are. Know, all, I just yeah. saw they dropped a music video. Yeah, so that would have done that would have done well when kids were off from school. It definitely yeah. would have. Yeah, but now the theaters are closed and kids are off from school. Ironically, they're going to put it on demand. I mean, how upset? Live. How upset was Logan when you thought you can get oh it a God. week early and then you found out? Oh, don't worry, she's going to get it's, it. It's a pre-order. She's going to get it. She's going to get it. So I doubt. But <laughs> uh, I mean, Jay, I, I think this tracks. I think think for the people who who aren't who aren't you know the big time movie fans like we are they're not going to pay the $20 for those movies they're going to pay the the 5.99 6.99 7.99 for for the in-home theater experience for something that came out that's already been tested and proven and mm-hmm. and they know what they're getting with it so but honestly nothing's going to beat Netflix <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think anything will beat Netflix. Honestly, I, I don't, I, I don't think. Um, I, I think that is something that's already in everyone's home right now. Yeah, and Netflix really should be capitalizing on this moment, and they should be pushing n- new content out and they should be taking this this influx if they are getting an influx of income from from people subscribing or people renewing subscriptions that they haven't renewed in the past and they are yeah so i, I think they should be taking this time to to push forward into even if into new more riskier ventures yeah. like like tiger king tiger who king. the fuck thought anyone was gonna like if, that shit if this well, wasn't Dave, this happening leads into my next story well let's get into the next news story <laughs> Tiger King follow-up series of is course. actually in development. I mean, of there's, course. There's more than one. Uh, there's the yeah. Discovery Investigation series that's going to look into the disappearance of Carol Baskin's first husband, who was fed mm-hmm. to the tiger. That bitch barrel. Mm-hmm. Carol Baskin, you should check under the shed. She fed him to the tigers. <laughs> um, th- that, I mean, there's there's more to be had. There's, yeah. there's, I mean, this is so current. Right. So current. Uh, there's, and, and now we have uh, you know Joe Exotic as we speak in quarantine trying right. to survive COVID-19. So it's just crazy. It's but crazy. I will I will say this, like I wanted the 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 follow-up season to making a murderer so badly and when I got it I was so disappointed. It was. It was so And then boring. you found out wasn't he actually guilty? Uh, there's there there's also been a, a another documentary that came out yes that, that kind of showed the same amount of evidence kind of showing that like he he's just as likely to be guilty as he is to be but innocent and and the filmmakers a, a big point with mm. this whole Tiger King thing I know it is absolutely ridiculous these people are insane and it's crazy that there's people like that that are actual real people Joey's still guilty can we all just yeah I think Joe- that's the thing because they're starting a um a GoFundMe for this guy he's still no, guilty Cardi B is starting a GoFundMe no for there this are guy. people but there are normal he's real a likable guy he's a yeah that's what it yeah, is yeah I guess if you like the guy who likes to kill Look, guy, people take people that they like a- as a personality and they do want them to Joe Exotic it's a real thing. killed these tigers he treated his employees like shit he was paying them $125 they had to work 12 hour days and I just found out he locked these people he locked these people at night so that they wouldn't leave the property because when they do they get their arms Bit off. <laughs> no, because he was afraid that they would go out and like drink or some shit. Right. Well, right. So, right. Uh, and and some people could see that as altruistic and that he's keeping them clean, but he was also feeding his husband the, the meth. Too, they were so. all doing drugs and drinking sure. and all that. Look, shit. I don't want to get into a debate about I this know, too much, but there are several series that are uh, hashtag don't. F- 
don't free Joe Exotic. <laughs> no, I don't believe he should be free either. I do think that at the very least, a misappropriation of these animals is enough to for, for 22 years in prison. But there are series, uh, so, uh, supposedly Carol Baskins is looking to do a documentary about herself and stuff Ugh. to kind of clear her name because she feels that she was duped by the filmmakers because the filmmakers sold her on the idea that this was Blackfish for Big Cats, right, right, which right. is how I was sold on the series. That's what we thought it was going to be. But and then it very much was. Those elements are there. It's just not. It's overshadowed. Yeah. But she is by just the, as bad by, as By the personality that is Joe Exotic. But she's just <laughs> as bad as Joe. Absolutely. I don't care whether she killed her husband. I think she's just as bad as any of the other people when it in comes there that to, she's pointing fingers at. Right. When it comes to the cat, she's just as guilty. But then there's also the scripted series, which is also in development, which is apparently in development before this documentary series was even in development, where you have celebrities vying for the role of Joe Exotic. You have <laughs> you have Jared Leto throwing his name in that hat. And I believe you've also had Matthew McConaughey throwing his name in that hat some uh, like Dax Shepard Dax yeah. Shepard like celebrities want to play Zo- can, Joe Exotic can in this we scripted not show. do it because if you're playing Joe Exotic does that mean some of this money goes to Joe Exotic can we not no I don't think so no nah, okay as long no. as no money goes to this so. guy can we not I don't think <laughs> I don't, so I don't think this he I hate him I don't like him wouldn't it be fantastic if in two years an actor is standing on stage at the Academy Awards winning uh, a <laughs> Winning <laughs> best actor for Joe playing Exotic. Joe Exotic. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I would definitely give a sequel documentary series a shot. I, I think there's, I, I honestly do think there's a deeper story there with the the, the illegal sale or, or what's, what's even crazier is the legal sale of an endangered species. Yeah. Like mm. that is something that I find crazier. Like, and the idea that like there were so many celebrities that were on screen, like Shaq at one point in this documentary hey, was was holding a tiger saying yeah. i just got a new uh, you know i just got a, a another tiger from joe exotic another tiger when he already reportedly had two at the time of that but right now he's only reporting that he has two tigers at his uh estate in florida right so where's this third tiger that joe exotic supposedly gave him he's come out and shack said i never received gifts from joe exotic i've never Shaq, bought an animal we, from- we saw you all over that i documentary. saw you dude you, you like where's this you, third you tiger? made like a good three minute appearance yeah we saw you bro so, th- there's definitely things to go deeper into in it the only thing is it like is there enough footage or is there enough to 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 keep it interesting like is it as interesting as what we got the first time then that that's the real question. I don't think so. I don't think maybe, so either. Maybe, but I don't think so. I think it's a flash in the pan thing. I think that 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 Tiger King just happened to come out at the exact right time that we were all sure. being sheltered right. in place and we were all locked inside. And here here was something and that we could was all have tan- fun with it together. Exactly. Right. Exactly. I think that's exactly what's going on with Tiger King. While I find the the environmental aspect of it and animal rights aspect of it extremely interesting, and I do find the the characters involved in it extremely interesting as well. Oh my god. It's a fact and you say characters. They are actual real life people. They are not characters. No, they're not. Those are cartoon characters. Obli- they, obli- 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 that's all, folks. They <laughs> are real life people living amongst us. Like they live among us. <laughs> no, they all live in middle of America. They do not live here. Middle <laughs> America is a whole other. Although when they America. did show the map of like all these zoos that have come over under the same scrutiny as like Joe Exotic, there were several in Pennsylvania. So yeah. 
So and it's and that's look what, it's so. it's like fly fly by the night like these little tiny zoos. You're right, but we go to Elmwood Park Zoo, which is a very small zoo. Like yeah, but I but I will say it is a small zoo that doesn't really have like exotic. They animals. don't have like tigers or anything. No, no, they only have they have like what a wolf. They only have they only have some animals. Giraffes. They only have animals of right. of North America there. So it, most of it is domesticated animals that that you're looking at. Right, a, a petting zoo and stuff like that. It's a good place though. Get a pretty fun beer garden. So. They do. <laughs> so, they do. So and I and like I told Lauren, I have been to Doc Antel's in Myrtle Beach. I've been there, and I will say like looking at his facility versus like Joe Exotic, I could see why he's considered like the king of this industry. Right, stuff right, like right. That. He does make you believe when you're there that this is for the animal's benefit. Like, And, and then I, you found out that t- he's killing fucking that he's killing tiger babies. Like, that's the babies. documentary I want. Put that motherfucker's ass in jail, dude. They're all guilty. Like, where's the breeding program that you're doing there to release these ones in the wild and boost the population of, of the tigers in the wild? And then you had a, like, that's, that's the more interesting thing to me, more so than the cartoon characters that appeared in in Tiger King season <laughs> season one. I'm calling it season one. I've already I'm already giving it a season two by saying Tiger King season. <laughs> Next news story. All right, the MCU has hired writers from Rick and Morty to take a stab at the Ant Man three script, and a lot of people are jumping on this like, "Oh man, I love this direction the MCU's going." Bitch, they've done this shit before. Uh, they they actually hired they actually hired uh, Rick and Morty directors to uh, I'm sorry, Rick and Morty writers to write scenes for the Doctor Strange movie, uh, particularly the the traveling through different dimensions and a lot of the Dormammu stuff. So, which kind of makes sense. Yeah. So so uh, Rick and Morty uh, writers have actually been have been pretty uh, have, have worked for a lot of different films at this point. So this isn't something new, something risky. It's just something that's being reported now more so than it was before because I think the fever pitch of Rick and Morty has risen. Um, yeah, I think you're more right. People are checking that. More out. people might be looking at it, might be watching it I now. So. Like you know, it's just like oh, my friend told me about this show. Now I have the time right. to watch it. Whatever. Well, also, I think that. This is good press. I, I think this is Disney pushing this press out because of uh, of how much people love Rick and Morty. It's also kind of selling Ant Man three before it's even in production. Yeah. So, um, I, I actually like this though because I do think that that taking writers from Rick and Morty and and telling and you love Rick and Morty. I do love Rick and Morty, but I also think that that it, it means that they're going to be telling a more quantum realm. Uh, you know. Focus story. Which at this point they can make up whatever the fuck they want. Cause right, because we've already talked about in the MCU, if you throw vibranium or quantum in front of anything, you it can, makes sense. It makes sense. Oh, duh. <laughs> Scientifically, that tracks because you you just like quantum how, in front how of it. I said about Star Wars, it's the Force. How can they do this? This doesn't make sense. I don't understand. That's it's not the how the Force works. It's the <laughs> Force. <laughs> That's not how the Force works. <laughs> Uh, Next news story. All right, and our final news story for this week: Black Widow uh, has finally got an official release date now, uh, so it will not be coming to Disney Plus. I know that that was a big thing that a lot of people were talking about that that it was going to be coming to Disney Plus. I, I never took it as a real news story, just rumors. Uh, but it, it now is taking the place that Eternals had in November. So it, it looks like Black Widow will will now get a November sixth, twenty twenty release. The Eternals will be released on February twelfth, twenty twenty one. 
2021. Shang-Chi will now be released on May 7th, 2021. And Doctor Strange moves to November 5th of 2021 and bumps Thor Love and Thunder, Love and Thunder to February 28th, 2022. I'm so sad that all these movies are moving. Uh, Black Panther mm. uh, gets, yeah. uh, gets uh, to keep its release date of May 8th, 2022. Captain Marvel 2 moves to J- July 8th of 2022. And uh, if you're wondering about the Disney Plus TV shows, it has not. I it may have officially been announced. I didn't pick up on the news story, but they are delayed. Uh, they yeah. were in post production on WandaVision and on Falcon Winter Soldier. Uh, more than likely, they will be pushed. I think you can probably expect Falcon Winter Soldier to more than likely come out at the release date of late fall that WandaVision was getting. WandaVision getting the Loki release date and Loki, uh, which was in mid production when everything shut down, probably getting a late spring, early summer release on Disney Plus. So MCU's been affected. Obviously, everything's been affected. But uh, one of the things that I took away, one of the news stories I saw this week was that Black Widow's importance is far more than people are really are really perceiving it as. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it will be introducing an Avengers-level villain Ooh. throughout the movie that may set up the rest of MCU phase four. Right, because a lot of us, when we saw this come out, when we, when we hear that this is taking place between Civil War and Infinity War, right. we were all kind of like, all right, so this is very much a a phase three hangover. Why not make this part of phase three? But right. apparently it's it, so a big will, bad through line. Yeah. Uh, apparently this huh. the, the Black Widow may be potentially introducing an Avengers threat villain in the same way that you could technically say Thor introduced an Avengers threat villain because the first villain for the Avengers was Loki. So With Loki, right. So I mean I I I am a little bit more intrigued because I do feel like I never really doubted MCU. I knew that they would make it worth it to be put here. Uh, n- not just shoehorning it in, so I I know I I am excited to see right. what this movie has. I am glad that I'm going to watch it in the theater, hopefully Adobe theater, where I get to see it with Chris, you know, rich blacks, vibrant colors, black blacks in, and, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. The and, sounds are right there. You feel the seats right. moving and yes. seats that vibrate my balls, and just like <laughs> just give me that extra MCU tickle. <laughs> So that's going to do it for our news this week. Uh, we're going to head over and we're going to get into our like anniversary review slash discussion on high fidelity. So let's get over there and let's do that. My store is called Championship Vinyl. I hired these guys for three days a week and they just started showing up every day. That was four years ago. Rob Gordon has a successful business and a dedicated following. I used to go to the double door to hear you spin. You were unbelievable. But when it comes to dating... Hi. Hi. This is Penny Hardwood. Hi, Caroline. He's still searching for the right woman. What's your name? Laura! Now his search may have ended. She does this thing in bed when she can't get to sleep. She kind of half moans and then rubs her feet together an equal number of times. <laughs> but his problems just started. I like you with Laura. I don't think much of this Ian guy. What Ian guy? The night Touchstone Pictures presents. How's Ian? He's growing on me. High Fidelity. I'm looking for a record for my daughter. I just called to say I love you. Do we look like the kind of store that sells I just called to say I love you? Go to the mall. What's your problem? Do you even know your daughter? There's no way she likes that song. Oh, oh, oh. 
Is she in a coma? Welcome back. Uh, we're going to close the episode out this week by talking about a movie that's having its 20th anniversary this month, High Fidelity. Uh, it's a favorite movie of Jay's. It's one of those movies that I kind of discovered when I was working at Blockbuster, and it, it has some lineage behind it that, that gets me excited. First off, it was directed by Stephen Frears. Uh, you know, quite the history of, of directing. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of British stuff, so he was the director of The Queen uh, back in 2006, mm-hmm. and and uh, uh, he also like dangerous liaisons back yeah. in the early '90s was a big one for him, and I kind of put him on the map. Yeah, uh, yeah but but so much like recently, it's like quirky little stuff like Florence Foster Jenkins, you know? Yes, <laughs> yeah. But I, I think what what excites me more is not so much that, but it's the writers behind it. Well, first off, it's a it, it was based on a novel by Nicholas Hornby, uh, and he did write the novels for Wild, uh, which was made into a film in 2014, oh, and yeah. then also about a boy, and of course the the current series that is running on Hulu, uh, High Fidelity, uh, which stars Zoe Kravitz, who and is the daughter of Lisa Bonet of Lisa Bonet, right. who was. Mm-hmm. Who had has a small role in the movie. Yep. Yes, she does. Uh, so, so, so there's definitely like a pedigree that goes on with this, but also the writer, uh, DV De Vincentis, uh, he he was actually one of the screenplay writers that was behind one of my favorite John Cusack movies, Gross Point Blank, and of course John Cusack himself getting a screenplay credit on this as well. So um, it's it's like this. It very much has a '90s feel. Yes, even though it came out in 2000. 2000, yeah. but yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, like you said, '90s all the way. Right, like when I was talking with Lauren, like Lauren's like, "Oh, he looks older," and I even said to her, "I was like, well, this is like 1995." <laughs> so yeah. So, but it's just not. to be clear, I don't. I've never seen a lot of John Cusack movies, and you know that. And the last John Cusack movie I watched was Say Anything, which was, which the was 1989. Yeah, I'm sorry, late '80s. So. Right, right, right. And like, I, I obviously know who he is. But I've I've never been one of those people who like watched his movies, right. not because I didn't like him or anything. It's I think that, you would love Gross Point Blank. Like that's my favorite. Maybe John, and then you were like telling me about it. You're like, oh yeah, that's you know, like he he's a hitman for hire. And I'm he like, goes I back. don't, I don't, I've definitely never watched that. I know what it is. Never watched he's it. He's a hitman who goes Even to his high school one. reunion. How hilarious! It's, good. I've it's heard really good. Of this movie, but I've never watched it up until tonight. So sorry, people out there. But but high fidelity. <laughs> follows Jay, I'm sorry, uh, Rob, who was played by John Cusack, as he as as he is going through a breakup with his most recent uh, live-in girlfriend, and it causes him to to basically reminisce and look back on his top five breakups of all time, and th- that's kind of like a theme throughout the movie is right. these top five lists. Like he's always he's always counting off a new top five list, mostly music related and stuff like that. Right. But uh, it, it's always how how it relates to his life, um, and it, he he's going through he he meets up with all of them at some point and, mm-hmm. and kind of gets a breakdown on on why they broke up and he's starting to learn that maybe he has a little bit of a revisionist history but i on thought it was so you told me what the movie was about and then i'm just like i'm expecting it to just you know start with this breakup uh why why do women keep breaking up with it's me it's not traditional it's not a traditional right. for sure uh, style movie yeah r- exactly and then every I don't think time john cusack is known for traditional type movies right right right. no, and, no. but like every time he starts talking about his past relationship it's like well you're kind of a jerk off 
Of course they didn't stay with you. You are the jerk in this relationship. Right, but he's so self-absorbed, right. narcissistic, yeah. and, right. that, and, and it, it, he lives in his own head that he doesn't even understand that he is the majority. And, and even one of yeah. his relationships- Because he doesn't even like himself. Like he, he He's so <laughs> self-absorbed where like he- he is so enamored with himself and self-focused, but at the same time, he doesn't even like his own self. I think it's <laughs> such a great character that probably speaks to a lot of people in yeah. their late twenties. Like, absolutely, yeah. Oh, yeah. early twenties, even. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, it's, I think it's, like watching this, like I was like, oh, that, like that was me. I always pined and lament over somebody that I just broke up with, who I probably by the point we were breaking up, I downright fucking hated. Mm-hmm. But. You know, I, I lament because I don't know what to do. I mean, I hated I all my exes. Was. You don't know how to channel all that fault. emotion. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, but 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 what I mean <laughs> is like, I, I think like that's the point of like high fidelity is like he's pining for these women that are gone and stuff like that. He's pining for these memories, but he's only remembering the good stuff. And uh, also, it's it's the fact that he's directionless. He has right. no direction. So when he loses that constant in his life, that that relationship, he's aimless and he doesn't know what to do. So he goes back. And even when he gets, you know, addressed situations where he could thrive off of that, he just, you know, redirects the conversation or shuts down Absolutely. or storms off. He's just, a, he's a big man child. That's really what it is. It really um, is. But he's also a cocksmith, which is what makes me like, <laughs> but like, mm-hmm. but I mean, I do see a lot of this character in you, Jay. Maybe not so much this year, but definitely in years Over prior. Now. I told Jay on like our episode 200 that like, hey, you know, like I think you, you, you know, you've matured a lot in your in your mid 30s now. Um, and I but it's I called did, getting old and slower. But <laughs> like I did see a lot of him and a lot of you because like there's times where we're talking about an ex of yours, Jay, and you're 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 talking about, you know, you wonder what they're up to. Like, uh, you know, I've talked to them recently. They, you know, there might be something going on there. And I'm just like, why? What, like, why? Jay, we need to talk. You shouldn't be wondering why your exes are, you know, what they're up to. Trust One me. in particular who shall remain on me. I, I, and, yeah. and that's over. That was last year, not this year. It, it is. It, it, the problem is, like, I've never had a horrible breakup where it was really ugly. I've kept relatively friendly uh, with every single ex. And I kind of had because you never let anyone in. You never let anyone in. That's that's, that's, that's a valid point. When I broke up with people, I was probably dating them for at least six months max or minimum six months and Mm -hmm. sometimes a year, two years. And then mostly I've always broken up with the guy. (laughs) I don't think I've ever been dumped. Oh, good for you. Well, good for you. Damn. <laughs> well, good for you. I'm glad I got to put a ring on. I can't wait for the I, day I you leave. I could be wrong. There, there might have been someone who broke my heart, but I, I remember so I'm, I'm everyone I broke up I'm for my Dave with. to come along and, yeah, and, yeah, that's, and that's slip me off my for. feet. Why yeah. would you say you're Dave? <laughs> <laughs> Why would you because say Because he's that, the Jay? only guy to you know, sweep you off your feet. And I, you I never understand had that, but I'm talking about you. Why would you say you're Dave? But Jay, aren't you sure that you're not waiting for your Laura? Who is who is the main girlfriend yeah. in this? Is the one who most recently left him. It's the one that he sure. literally realizes that he never even gave them the time to right. for it to and work. He was with her for years, right? But also, like I, I saw his transition towards the end into like putting work into a relationship mm-hmm. as more of like he treated it more as a defeat. 
Like, right. I'm getting like that. That's the way his character yeah, spoke to I, us on the screen. He saw it as a defeat. Like, I got to give up this cocksmith lifestyle mm-hmm. because it, it 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 doesn't agree with my age and with my sensibilities. Not so much that he was in love with her, but more so that he's he's done with the rat race of of dating. Right. Well, see, I have a really conflicted feeling on that because I understand. I think it's a because it's you watching your own life. But yeah, <laughs> this is like Jay. This is your life. It's it's like that old game show. <laughs> I feel like it is basic instinct to still have those kind of feelings. And I think he shouldn't try to bury them because I think that's only going to cause more problems. Right, there but, is a level of honesty. And I was going to say, I, like, the one yeah. big difference between Jay and John Cusack's character of Rob is... Is that Rob's creative? Well, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we're that, that close. No, no. But Jay, Jay, Jay doesn't expect a long-term relationship that's true and he makes it clear that whether he says it he's or also not leeching he's also like, not leeching off well, them like right. rob is he's in not the inviting these girls to you know live at the apartment that he doesn't have or whatever <laughs> <laughs> not yet but like not yet <laughs> yeah right exactly but like looking at a place tomorrow <laughs> if if you were to you know if you purchase a new place your own place tomorrow you're not expecting these girls to move in with you like john was he or sorry john cusack rob, rob that was. might be my new move though lauren you never know i got this new uh <laughs> oh you don't want people to move in with you trust no, me. I've, I've already told kidding, you jay your, your bread and butter is divorcees buddy <laughs> at the age you're at right divorcees. it seems like his character rob was kind of looking for the woman that he was going to stay with for the rest of his life right well he breaks it down at the end he's looking for the fantasy he was always right. chasing the fantasy and when exactly. the fantasy didn't live out and it, i'm i can 100 percent understand that because right. that is me when the fantasy wasn't living out to his expectations he mm-hmm. he emotionally shut off and then drove them away if not himself broke up with them because in mm-hmm. one point and then he, made them he remembers the bad guy. he remembers the one girl breaking up with him but really he realizes he was just a horny 16 year old trying to get into her pants yeah and when he confronts her she 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 pretty much talks about what he did to her as rape which it back in 2000 the guy that took her virginity uh, he him. was jealous about all right then looking right. at it through 2020 yeah. eyes when i see him grabbing on her boobs and she keeps having to put his hand down away from her boobs and then one of my favorite lines is like he always tried to go for her boobs and she kept putting them away so he would then go for her crotch and (laughs) it's the best line it's like it's like asking someone for a dollar them saying no and then asking for fifty thousand. right (laughs) (laughs) it was such a good line because i think at 16 i think every guy probably did something like that and like today you could probably say like that is sexual abuse sexual harassment yeah. and i think it's something that yeah, younger people right now should take um, should take away from uh, listen if you're like a big that's activist hard. It's hard of to me too, don't don't watch this movie <laughs> for sure for sure because <laughs> yeah i guess you're right but, but also it is kind of like it the movie is very male-centric um yes. in, in, in view on relationships i will say that it does color that a little bit with with women giving their female perspective on his perspective and realizing that at times you know mm. he's he is wrong in, well i in did what like feels. that part because i liked all the different variations of uh women that they they had in this movie because i could relate to a lot of exes of mine for example or, or even just a hookup or something like that or different kind of people that i met over the years that I got inspiration from well, through I those mean, kind of characters that are kind of reminding me of them. But I think they had a little bit, I think they had enough of a presence to right. let the audience understand the scope. But I do think it does, this does hit you on different wavelengths. 
Oh, for at sure. Whatever age you it's watch this movie. It's definitely a dark If you comedy. watch this movie right, at right, right, right. 19 years old and you watch it at 39 years old, it's right. going to be a I, whole I mean, different movie. You made, you made a good point there with like the different female aspects and perspective of things. I mean, one of the big... I mean, one of the things I loved was uh, Lisa Bonet's character. Again, she was oh, a yeah. small role Recently in the heartbroken movie, and recent, saw what they were right, doing as what re- it was. Right. Recently heartbroken. And all she wanted was, why can't I just still have sex but be heartbroken? Fuck that shit. I've been through it. Whatever. I've slept with maybe a guy who I've known. And I'm like, I don't feel anything for you. I just wanted to have sex. But I'm still heartbroken over this other guy. Right. Like, of course. Yeah. It is what it is. Like, and yeah. like, I've never, you know, I've never felt the whole rape thing. But like, even like, you know, just. Well, don't don't call it the whole rape thing as if like, you, you, no, no, it sounds you, like you're downplaying it. No, like, no, I'm talking about like the character, like that one scene that right. the character had. But like, I've never had that but like it's just the whole aspect of like having like you know you date one guy and then you date this other guy and mm-hmm. this other guy you just give into this other guy's needs because you're like oh well that's what my ex always wanted anyway and right blah 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 you blamed yourself for the breakup right right, right exactly for not giving into the needs right right but uh i think one of my favorite parts was going back and meeting Catherine zeta jones who was the woman yeah. that he put up on the pedestal? Yeah, I have, I have one girl yes. that is her. I yeah, have one so, girl in my life. That's so her. I, I, I had a, I had a girlfriend in in high school, and uh, you know, before me and Lauren met, it was someone that like I reached out to, much like this. I guess I was going through like my quarter life crisis, much like John. Right, Cusack you're was like, doing, why yeah. me? Why, why me? You, yeah, right. So like, I reached out to her, and like we we talked and stuff like that, and I was like, you know, she was an absolute an absolute bitch. Now, granted, it, it wasn't my place to reach out to her really. And kind of dump like what's going on with me onto her that much. But like at the same time, like I, I realized I was like, you like I am better off without you are a stone. You were a stone cold bitch. And that's who you've always been. Right. But while you were dating her, you're like, oh, my God, she's like, right. the coolest girl. She was on this why, pedestal. Why yeah. is she hanging out why is she dating a guy like me for blah, sure blah, 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 blah. well i yeah, thought right. that the entire time you and i dated like the the entire time we're married i still wonder like <laughs> why is this person married to me <laughs> like like that's a great like, this thing. person is the, <laughs> well, this person is way cooler than i am like definitely a cooler person than i am even though she goes to bed at 9 30 now but i she, do not i've been going to bed at like 11 o'clock Jeez. those are quarantine hours motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> They're different. <laughs> we'll see when you we'll see when we go back to work what time you go to bed, all right? <laughs> we'll see then. Like uh, we're definitely going through the phase where I'm becoming cooler than you now. <laughs> I think you're I think you're realizing it. <laughs> the guy running his own podcast with a room surrounded oh, by Star Wars and shit. Yep. That is cool now. Yeah. You're yep. right. That is cool now. <laughs> that is cool now. Yeah. I, I I'm the fucking king shit here, motherfucker. <laughs> Uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. But no, I, uh, I I think with high fidelity, it's it's one of these things that like uh, we talked about this a lot, Jay, when we talk about before sunrise, before sunset, before midnight, sure. where depending on your age and when you watch it, um, it is it, it 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 does hit you in different ways. Um, it, it the your perspective on it and on your characters change as you get older because you're past the maturity level than the characters are at, so you're watching it from from a, a retrospective place. Uh, 
five, you've already passed this point in your life. But if you're sure. watching it in your mid, in your in your twenties, you're 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 fully in on what John Cusack is, is saying, especially as as oh, a yeah. male. I see it, uh, especially if you're a music junkie. Oh, for sure. But, I mean, um, we yeah. haven't even get on, we haven't gotten into the music part. I mean, this is a massive music centric film for sure. Um, yeah. But I also see like Chasing Amy in the same way, like right, right. like you recently just watched Chasing Amy, Jay. I right. know uh, you were right. you were going through some of the View Askew movies, which you might get into future uh, when we talk about what are you watching. But like when I watched Chasing Amy, when I watched it as as a kid, like I was all about Ben Affleck getting with her. I was right, all, right, right. I was all about the journey, and and like yeah. that was my focal character. When I watch it now, I watch Joey Lauren that uh, Joey Lauren Adams character, and I'm just like that like that's the character i identify with like that's mm-hmm. that's the person who knows who she is and what she wants and that's that's who i am now as a person so i identify with her a whole lot more i've never identified with banky edwards yeah. <laughs> the, the closeted gay guy that's who jay has to come to grips with that who he is mm. jay you need to accept that you're in love with me <laughs> and jay you have to accept you're never going to get with him <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, High Fidelity is this type of movie that belongs in the same conversation as those as those movies. Because I, I think I, you're right. I do. Yeah, they are in the same kind of vein. They 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 very much are. Um, but also, so what, what, let's leave that behind. Let's leave let's let's leave that discussion of age and perspective on the film as a whole behind. And and I mean, let's just talk about the music, man. Because like that's one of the best parts of the movie is like, and and it's not just like they are slaves to one genre of music. They they're lovers of like all music. Like yeah. they're, they're they're talking sure. about uh, Simon and Garfunkel in the same conversation. They're talking about Marvin Gaye. They're talking about the they're, Clash. They're came talking about up, the Clash. Right? They're, they're, they're talking about Green. Day. Green they're talking day, about yep. Nirvana. They're talking about, and then they're also talking about New Wave. And, and I mean, Bruce Springsteen thanks, comes up. Bo- thanks, boss. Like, yeah. nice Springsteen. little cameo. Yeah. Exactly. It's an awesome cameo. I fucking love that cameo because when he he originally wanted Bob Dylan, but scheduling wise, it didn't work out. And I think Bruce I think was a great. Bo- I think a I more think better Bruce fit. is the right. I think the yeah. boss is yeah. the right choice here. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. For sure. Jersey born. Woo. Yeah, that's what's Jersey. Up. Uh, but also, <laughs> I mean, I think the city itself is kind of like a setting because a lot of his in-person camera interviews that he's giving to the camera or talking to the audience, uh, th- they made sure that he's kind of like plastered in a uh, Chicago-centric background. Like, right. You know, Sears Tower is always in the background. Uh, you know, he's he's doing it. He, he's doing it on 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 the bridge and stuff with the city skyline behind them so uh i think also like uh the the entire like aspect of what it is to be pretty much sure. like, i guess like a yuppie in in chicago is kind of like on display here as well especially it's when really hard to pull off i mean they do a lot of um you know in camera conversation like that and not every actor can do that and john kuzak killed it i think so too yeah I think is is this is very much like the yeah we make talked, it seamless. We talked a lot uh, recently when we did a movie cocktail about Ferris Bueller's Day Off. This is kind of like the aimless Ferris Bueller grown yeah. up a yeah. little bit, where he's talking to the camera. He's kind of like he's he's kind of he's kind of thinking whimsically about himself and about everything he has to say. And that's one of the things like, I really took away from it. Like this is a narcissistic motherfucker. Like he right. thinks like everything he thinks he's cracked the code on something. It feels like maybe he hasn't cracked the code, but he hasn't clearly. That that's the whole thing because he flip flops and changes his mind right, so much. Why why isn't why aren't you know why isn't so and so staying with me why'd she break up with right. me why'd she go with but this when he guy? states it to the audience he states it as such a matter of fact right that mm-hmm. what he's saying right now what he's thinking right now is the absolute fact of the situation but we see that and it's the only thing that matters come to my level you know 
be miserable with me or whatever it might be. You we know? see that facade crack when Tim Robbins, mm-hmm. uh, Ian Raymond, <laughs> shows up in, in his record store where he has the fantasy of what he should have said, what they should have done, what they could have done. But, right. So, everything that every play that could have happened that day. Right. And I mean, we've all had those times where we're like, fuck, why didn't I but, say this? Why didn't I do that? But suddenly this snarky, funny, sarcastic guy that always seemed to have a quip to everybody, or at least to the audience, uh, had nothing to say when someone was in his face. Right. And that's when the facade of who he thinks he is and who he's been perceived as throughout the entire movie begins to crack right. a little bit because he says nothing. That's right. what he says. He says nothing. He's, he's, he is a whiny, piney little loser boy mm-hmm. in the end. And and that I think that's one of the things that I love because I think that's that is maturity. Like that is like, yeah. I mean, it, it takes him a while to get to it in the movie, but like while watching it and seeing it at that time, I was just like, I am in such a different place. Right. And we don't movie now. see, you know, him being finally matured until the very end of the movie where he, you well, know, he pro- barely, barely. I mean, he's trying. He's, but, he's, he does I mean, a proposal while drinking a beer so at 12 not, o'clock. I don't think uh, it's only the proposal, <laughs> yeah, he <doesn't> get it. <laughs> but I think it's the fact that he made this uh, tape miss, t- excuse me, tape mix for Laura. But he was originally making it for Carolyn, the columnist interviewing him. Right. True. Well, he's he, look, it's not it's not like a, a black and white thing. You're not going to flip the switch and you're going to be a completely different person. So he has to work through those old habits. Of true, you know, you stumble upon a a girl that you you know you're vibing with, you think that you could get with, but guess what? You choose not to pursue it, right? And you have to give yourself a self check and pull Mm -hmm. back and 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 make it it like he lied. He didn't lie to her. He said he was making it for this girl, right? Yeah, you know. I I think making. I I thought that was. I thought that was kind of nice. Making a mature change in your life doesn't happen overnight. It's not something that like you flick a switch and suddenly you're a different person. So I think you're seeing just the beginning of the onsets of him maturing and becoming an adult. But also you're seeing him grow professionally as well in that where he's taking the risk and he's becoming, you know, they they go through his top five careers. And I do love that scene as well Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm because he mentions being an architect and like his ex-girlfriend at the time who's talking to him is, is like, you've never talked about being an architect. It takes seven years of training. He's like, yeah, I don't really want to do it. I never really wanted to do it. And she's like, but you would rather own a record store or be an architect? He's like, own a record store. And she's like, okay. So she crossed out out architect and and puts records. And a great closure in that is is when he goes to that house and he has the opportunity to buy this greatest collection in known to mankind for $50. And he turns it down, essentially. He balks on it. Out of pride uh, out of respect for collectors yeah so i think that's uh i th- there's a lot of stuff in this movie it's a lot deeper than than i think like what a lot of people remember it as. i think well this is where like i i, I want to like you know transition into saying that like i thought it was smart that he actually had a series uh continuation or inspired by this movie high fidelity i think this movie uh and the subject matter warrants a series i think you could flesh out so much more than you could in this one feature movie definitely after watching it i am more intrigued to check out the the check out the series i i want to check out the series especially because i want to see it from a female perspective and i want to see zoe kravitz heavily it's heavily inspired yeah which i think works 
really well. Right. Still, especially um, especially with given, the series, given it, it's it's yeah. modern, it's modern, uh, it's modern setting, but also with the revival of vinyl oh, yeah. culture, you know, yeah. it, it yeah. makes it just makes it's sense. good timing. Yeah, absolutely, it's great timing for it. But and Jack Black, baby, how about Jack? Black? Oh my god, oh I love Jack Black. Oh my god, so it was so funny when I saw good. Jack Black, and I'm like, you oh can my see god. why he's a star today watching him. Right, right, right. Yeah. But like, it's it's not only that, but I used to see memes all the time from scenes of Jack Black from this movie, and I didn't know where they came from. Mm-hmm. Now I know where they came from. I'm like, holy shit. Right. I, one of my favorite scenes where he's just like, what if I told you that I haven't seen Evil Dead 2 yet? Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I know like, you've seen Evil Dead 2. But you I know saw you it saw me. it. And you then, saw it with Laura, and, and then, then you, you saw, saw it with us. us. <laughs> I do love that scene, because uh, that's basically like me trying to convince Jay to watch Evil Dead 2. Have you watched Evil Dead 2? Not yeah. yet. Not it's like, yet. So, I was laughing so about what that. does that mean? What does yet mean? Uh, but I, you know, when I first saw this movie, I saw this movie when I was in my my late teens, early twenties, working at Blockbuster. So I obviously came at it with a completely different perspective, and then I, I come to it now as an adult. And I think uh, it's definitely you know watching this movie twenty years later. I encourage everyone to give this anniversary pick a shot and, and, and give it another look. Right, and I've seen it obviously as a female, early thirties, and I loved it. It was a great movie. It. Yeah, I mean, it still holds. Yeah, it does. It does. It does right. hold up. I think Especially, so. yeah. I think because the music they talk about is also yes. timeless as well. Yeah, they're not dating themselves too much. You know, everything that they talk about in it, like even it's at, music and relationships. Yeah. it's not right. going to go out of style. It's not going to go out of style. <laughs> right. right, which is which is which is nice. So, uh, I do encourage everyone to kind of like take this like anniversary trip with us. Uh, check out High Fidelity again if you haven't seen it in a long time. I know there's a lot of people out there that uh, this is like a cult film for them, or this is like one of their favorite films but mm-hmm. i do encourage people to reach out to us on our social medias reach out to me on twitter at super movie pod let us know what you think of high fidelity in a retrospective nature uh to you know just look at it at, through this anniversary look 20 years on uh it's kind of crazy and we don't see john cusack enough anymore i i, I just want to say i i would love to see like lloyd dauber in his- he was like he was john great cusack. in love and mercy yeah um i also like uh, he was and in a Ice movie Harvest. called war inc <laughs> which is basically like a cast sequel oh yeah to uh to gross point blank but it kind of takes the character in a backwards step but uh it's it was still fun uh it was a direct to 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 video release way back in the mid 2000s so if you're a fan of gross point blank you should give uh war inc a look too you can follow jay on facebook yep super movie bros podcast and super movie bros on twitter i'm sorry on um instagram and on twitter j underscore smb and of course if you're enjoying the show make sure that you are checking us out on patreon you can head over to patreon.com slash super movie bros podcast and for just one dollar a month you can get all the additional content that we post up there we currently have a patreon exclusive movie cocktail that is available for everybody up there and of course if you don't have the the means right now to join the patreon or you just don't you just you're just not ready for more super movie bros but you still are enjoying the show please consider leaving us a review on the podcatcher of your choice on itunes leave us a five-star review or anywhere else that you listen to your podcast so i want to thank everybody for listening have a great one cheers cheers <laughs>